And our epistle reading this evening uh, from the letter to the Hebrews in the 10th chapter. And the Holy Spirit also bears witness to us. For after saying, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. Then he adds, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer any offering for sin. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you say the day drawing near. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise in honor of the gospel our gospel reading this evening from Luke's gospel in the 22nd chapter. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. And they said to him, Where will you have us prepare it? He said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters and tell the master of the house, the teacher says to you, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished. Prepare it there. And they went and found it just as he told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you. Before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this, divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. This is the gospel of the Lord. You may be seated while we sing again.
Join your hearts together with mine as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening where you gather us around your word and around your gift of your Son given to us in this meal. We pray you move by your Spirit, remove distractions from our hearts and minds, and focus us ever on your Son, Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Jesus got to spend some time with his disciples and You heard the gospel reading how earnestly he desired to spend the time with them through that meal. As I walked through this text with Pastor Bob, it started to make me think of all the meals that I have truly desired to be at, and there have been a lot of them. But I always remember wanting to be at Grandma's house. When we would go to Grandma's for a meal and we would have an opportunity to travel whichever grandma it was, whether it was in Arizona or in Oxnard or in, um, yeah, she was in Oxnard, or Ventura, that's where she moved to. So whether it was, you know, Arizona or Oxnard or Ventura, any of those places, when we had an opportunity to go to grandma's house, there was always some excitement. And we really enjoyed it. As a little one, both the meals at their houses were wildly different, but it was always enjoyable. It was always beautiful. We loved it. But the more beautiful part was how much she, whichever grandma it was, desired to have us with her and for her to be with us. You see, no matter what stress was going on in the kitchen, no matter how poorly a recipe may be going, no matter how badly the timing of the afternoon meal might be, as soon as we walked in the door, there was this beautiful smile. And almost everything would be dropped and she would just come and give a big embrace to whoever was coming through the door and it was just beautiful. But see, even those meals, as beautiful as they were, they started to become regular. And there were many a year that I would start to take them for granted as a kid. Oh, we're going to grandma's house again, all right. Yet, even in all the times that I might take it for granted, and all the times that we would get caught up in the traffic and get caught up in the hours spent driving over and get caught up in how much we were arguing and yelling in the car over there, it didn't matter. Her smile didn't change. She earnestly desired to have that meal with us. It really didn't matter what happened before we got there. And as Jesus is now walking with his disciples into this beautiful feast of a Passover, this beautiful week when so many people have been traveling and gathering around and coming into the presence of God at the temple, his promised place, his spot where he told them, you come here and know that I am with you. Now, they couldn't really see him, and it was only the priests that would ever get to go into that space where God was, yet they knew in that big, beautiful temple somewhere in there was God. But as Jesus walks around with his disciples, and as they are teaching in in the temple courts and in the outskirts of the temple, in the surrounding little towns and other places, there's this excitement, this day that's coming, the feast of the Passover. And as that day finally approaches, they're walking along and Jesus says, go get the Passover ready. And I love the disciples' response. Where? We don't have a spot, Jesus. There isn't a house around the corner that we, you know, just hanging on to. Uh, So where do you want us to go? Where do you want us to set this thing up? 
And he gives them all the directions to listen to and follow, and they do, and it happened just as he said. I love those words. It happened just as he said it would. You imagine as they were walking along going, we're not going to see a man carrying a water thing. That's not what men do in the middle of the day. And we're not going to see a guy who's going to just welcome us into this upper room where there is room for us. And then every single piece fell into place and it happened just as he said. Just as he said it would. They make their way through there, set up the Passover, and you hear Jesus' words again. How earnestly I've desired to eat this meal with you. Why? Hadn't they had a lot of Passovers before? Why should this one be any different? I mean, we see Jesus out there at the temple when he's 12 for Passover, and we know that as he grew up, they celebrated it, whether it was at home or whether they were able to make the pilgrimage to the temple. In any of those places that they had it, it's something that happened every single year. In fact, the two years previous, when he was with the disciples, they likely had Passover together. So why should this one be any different? Isn't it going to be like all the other thousands of times that we've ever seen Passover happen with the people of Israel, except for maybe that first one was pretty special, at the Exodus. But ever since that time, it's just a tradition. It's just something where we hear of the identity of the people of God, and it's special, and it's wonderful, and it's beautiful, and there's sacrificial things going on, and it's a great time to get together, but it's just like all the others. Isn't it, Jesus? Can't we just kind of chalk this one up to something we're supposed to do and then move on with the rest of the year? You can almost hear an echo of taking things for granted in the midst of that. Sometimes we're not too far off coming here. It's a little Passover sitting back here. But how many times do we come in and maybe take this meal for granted? It's there. Pastor's going to give it to me. I'll walk away. I know Christ is present, that's fine. We go on with the rest of the day. There's times at which we take this presence of God for granted. And it weighs on us. We start to feel it. And then there's other times where we come in and you stand right here and you look at that cross and you remember all that Christ has done for you and you stand there and you say, my goodness, Christ is present here? Because he earnestly desired to be with his disciples. And he was. And he still is, as he's present with you in this meal. You see, as he took that bread and they stood at the table, reclined at the table, right? As they reclined at the table and they sat there, and he said, hey, this bread, this bread that we broke earlier in the Passover meal, that little piece you wrap up and you hide off somewhere and the children go and find it and they bring it back. That hidden piece of bread, that hidden spot that you have reserved as the body of the Messiah, the one who would come again in the resurrection, the one that would bring life once again. This bread, this is my body. This is me present with you. This is me in the middle of this meal for you. Right now in that meal with the disciples, that was a confusing sentence, as he said it right now in this meal with you 12 disciples and then even for us right now in the middle of this meal when we receive it christ present for you he earnestly desires to be with his disciples and as the meal went on and they took part in the bread and the cups and the things they finally made their way 
over to the cup. Not just any cup, the cup. The cup of redemption. This cup that they knew with full meaning what it meant as God would redeem his people and the piece of the story that would remind them that God's power was greater than everything else and that he would bring them out of sin into a place of his presence, that he would redeem them, that he would buy them back from the things that separated them from him. And as Jesus lifts up that cup and he says, this cup, this cup of redemption, this cup which you hold so much meaning in, this cup is my blood. This cup is me with you. My blood that will be shed on the cross for you, my blood that will be shed for the forgiveness of your sins, my presence in the middle of the meal for you. Can you imagine the wheels that were just near exploding in the disciples' minds as this meal now had a completely new meaning to it? As God was doing something new, making a new promise, a new testament, a new covenant with them, that he would be with them in this way. That he would remember their sins no more. That he would forgive them of all the things that broke the relationship between them and God. Every Passover after that, you can imagine the smiles on their faces when they said, no, we're doing this not only in remembrance of Jesus, but he promised to be here with us, his disciples, as we gather together and eat this meal. This is his body and this is his blood. And here he is continuing to give the forgiveness of our sins. And even if we've come taking it for granted, we come knowing that Christ is in the middle of it for us, that he is here to be present for us, that he is here in this meal. Present with his disciples back then. Present with us now. Present with our loved ones and grandmas. Who rest in his presence. They await the day of resurrection. And Christ comes back. And all rise and he welcomes those who have carried his name and part of his family into his kingdom. And he sits there behind a most beautiful feast of a table and ever. And sits there and says... How earnestly I've desired to eat this meal with you. Amen. Would you pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift that you give us in Jesus. The forgiveness of sins, his presence, that doesn't make sense. Yet it's promised, and we trust your promises. We pray, Lord, that you continue to strengthen our faith by your Holy Spirit. That we cling to those promises knowing that you have forgiven everything and all that Christ has done for us and that he will be back. And as we are raised from the dead to be in your presence, celebrate that beautiful wedding feast of the Lamb, that beautiful meal into eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen.